0: Grace, peace, and mercy to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The text is the Gospel reading. Please be seated. Well, brothers and sisters, did you catch it? Huh? Where's Jesus going? Yes, that's right, Jerusalem. And is anyone going to stop him? Nope. His face was set toward Jerusalem, the text says. Resolutely, decisively, definitively. Like a laser beam, our Lord's face is set to go to Jerusalem. Now, why Jerusalem? I'm glad you asked. It's because that is where he will pull off the world's salvation. He'll die his Good Friday death to atone for the sin of the world in his crucified body outside of Jerusalem. That's why Luke says, when the days drew near for him to be taken up, in other words, die on the cross, he set his face to go to Jerusalem. The apex, the climax of the history of the world is about to be done. Soon, taken up on the cross, he will proclaim for all to hear. It is finished. Sadly, there are those who reject Jesus and his Good Friday salvation that he's come to do at Jerusalem. In the text, it's the Samaritans they slam salvation's door in our Lord's face. (laughs) And James and John, oh, those hot-headed fishermen, they see this Samaritan denial of Jesus and they appear to forget. Did you hear what I just said? They appear to forget that they're supposed to be in the forgiveness of sins gospel business, not last day hellfire judgment. James and John, oh, they want swift punishment. They're ready to pull the trigger now. Oh, they'll fix those Samaritans. Yeah, they'll pull a Sodom and Gomorrah on those Samaritans. (coughs) Or at least an Elijah versus the prophets of Baal at Mount Carmel. (coughs) They say, Lord, do you want us to tell fire to come down from heaven and consume them? Well, that's not James and John's call. And the text says Jesus rebukes them. At the moment, Jesus has his face set resolutely to go to Jerusalem, to die on the cross, in order to atone for the sin of the world. He goes to the greatest length, our Lord Jesus Christ. He goes the extra mile. To do what? To seek and save the lost. Now is not the time for fire from heaven. That will come, but it will come on the last day when Jesus returns to judge, the living and the dead. Until then, the text says Jesus is off to another another village. And as Jesus travels along the road on the way to destination Jerusalem, did you notice into whom he runs? Did you catch it? Would-be followers. Three of them, to be precise. They're interested in being his disciples, his hanger-ons. However, what we find out is that they're really not that serious. They say they'll follow Jesus, but they, uh, uh, they hedge their bets. Check it out. One says, Jesus, hey, I'll follow you wherever you go. Boy, that sounds awesome, doesn't it? However, does this person know where Jesus is going? He really doesn't. And so Jesus gives him the 411, hashtag, foxes have holes, hashtag, birds have nests, hashtag, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. In other words, Jesus is saying, if you would be my hanger-on, you're not going to get the royal treatment. It's going to be uncomfortable if you're going to be a follower of me. It's going to be extremely hard, tremendously difficult, exceptionally tough just like my life, Jesus says, because he has no place to lay his head. The second applicant has a little glitch in his schedule. (laughs) That's delicious, isn't it? Lord, I have to go bury my father first. Now, who in the world would ever argue with that? Because burying your father is the honorable and compassionate thing to do, isn't it? And yet Jesus blurts out, let the dead bury their own dead. You go, and you proclaim the kingdom of God. Oh. No doubt you're deeply offended and put off by such remarks from the Lord, because that seems to be so uncompassionate and extremely rude. Well, let's not forget that death is about to meet its match. In the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Because death doesn't have the say so. Death does not get the last word. In the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus is the one who has the say so. He is the one who gets the last word. The eternal kingdom that he delivers. Comes with his good Friday death. And his good Friday. Burial. So. Let the dead bury their dead. You go. And you proclaim the kingdom of God. There's a third applicant. Hey, Jesus, I'll be your hanger-on, but, you know, I've got to go home first and give my regards and my farewells to those in my house. And then all he wants to do is say goodbye, and maybe, maybe we'll have a farewell pie or a good, goodbye meal with his family and his BFFs. Now, Jesus hears that, and he says these words. No one, listen carefully, No one who takes up the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. (laughs) Now, I know, I think I do, that all you farmers here today, you know this to be true. You can't plow straightly if you're looking back over your shoulder. In other words, you can't plow ahead while you pine for the past. Hard words from our Lord, aren't they? Of course they are. Why? Because of who he is. And what he's going to Jerusalemly do. It's so salvationally serious. His sermons are urgent. They're hard. They're edgy. They're demanding. His claim on discipleship. If you want to be a disciple of Jesus. His claims on you are radical. Hard. It's all or nothing. There is no such thing as a half way disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. There are no compromises. Why? Well, because his face is set resolutely toward Jerusalem and what he's going to do there for the world's salvation. So, the three applicants or wannabe disciples, each in their own way, diminish then or deny, deny the salvational cost that Jesus is about to pay on the cross. So, if you want to follow Jesus, you need to face the way he faces To follow Jesus, then, is to do what? It is to die and to rise with him. To follow Jesus is to lose your life in order to save it. You've heard Jesus say that in the New Testament, haven't you? To become least in order to become the greatest. To be a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ is to become a nothing in order to receive everything. To die in order to live, not just now, but forever. Now, I want to push this text today for all that it's worth. Are you ready? (laughs) Are you? Good. When Jesus has his face set towards Jerusalem and is dying on the cross, his focus is really on you. He was going there to die for you to rescue you from eternal damnation and Satan's kingdom of hell. So brothers and sisters, especially our new members today, I beg you then to fix your face, your eyes, your hearts resolutely on Jesus. And that's spelled what? F-A-I-T-H. Why? Well, because he did his Jerusalem dying for you. And today in the Lord's Supper, he gives you that body and blood that was sacrificed on the cross with the promise that your sins are totally forgiven. He doesn't hold your sin against you. Did you hear what I just said? He doesn't hold your sin against you. He doesn't count it against you. And such forgiveness gives you life and salvation. So eyes and mouths and hearts are all fixed on Jesus because of his going to Jerusalem to die for you. Oh, thanks be to Jesus for that. In the name of Jesus.